We are supported by Squarespace. Guys, we have a Squarespace website that's just gorgeous. That Wobby Wob, you uh, you built that yourself using all the templates, yeah? I sure did. Yeah, easy peasy? So easy. Well, the best part about Squarespace is it's an all-in-one website platform for entrepreneurs to stand out and succeed online. You can get discovered fast with integrated, optimized SEO tools, and you can choose from professionally curated layouts and styling options with Squarespace Blueprint. Plus, you can kickstart or update written content on any website, product description, or email with Squarespace AI. Head to squarespace.com for a free trial and save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain with the code DAX. Okay, when did paying someone back become social media? What do you mean? Well, let's just say I'm a weirdo and I want to be messy and see what you're up to, like who you're hanging with. I can just stalk your pay app and find out what you're doing. I knew you did that. <laughs> no, I did not do that. I don't do that. I use Apple Cash. It's built into your iPhone, easy and secure. You can send and receive money right in messages and keep it between friends and then use that money any place Apple Pay is accepted. Did you just pay me a dollar on Apple Cash? Monica, please keep it in the chat. Services are provided by Green Dot Bank, member FDIC, terms apply. Welcome, welcome, welcome to Armchair Anonymous. I'm Dan Shepard. I'm joined by Mr. Batman. Oh, that's my dad. Yeah, he's a sweet, sweet guy. He is. People were grateful I told them not to listen to the stuck episode, just so you know. Because if people just saw the clip. Sure. By Doodle Boy. Yeah. Incredible. Incredible. They're so good. They Shout are. out Doodle Boy. Yes. And they said, oh, my God, just seeing the clip and then hearing the warning. Thank you. Thanks for warning me. So they so didn't I successfully listen? drove no, people away. Yeah, Dax, that's the goal. This is a horrible is, no, goal. We're going to be the first <laughs> broadcasters in history that try to get people to not consume their content. <laughs> Unfortunately, I can't make that prediction today, or rather, I cannot advise people to skip this one because this one isn't panic. Also, guys, just go back and listen to Stuck. It's good. Don't do it, guys. They're terrible. <gasps> They're bad for you. Listen, the prompt for this episode was tell us about the craziest thing that happened at Thanksgiving dinner. Wow. We got some Whoppers. We sure did. An impersonator. That's incredible. I would love that. I'd love to be duped in that way. No, you you would love to be duped. For the story, Monica. It's all about the story. Oh, my gosh. Okay. Do for the gram. Is that a saying? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Is that still a saying? I don't know. Do it for the TikTok. <laughs> Do it for the talk. <laughs> To do for the talk. Please enjoy this episode of Armchair Anonymous. You can listen to this one. Thanksgiving disasters. Craziest things that happen at Thanksgiving. Please enjoy. Hard times come and go. Good times take them slow. My life, I had them both. Remember one thing you gotta know. I'm gonna keep on shining. Hello. Hi. Hi. How are you? I'm good. You guys look so cozy. Well, specifically Monica does. Yeah. Is that a Lions jersey? You bet it is. Oh, Ooh. sure, sure, sure. Are you in Michigan? 
We are now in Washington. We moved from Michigan. I'm not shocked that you have a crazy Thanksgiving story if you're from Michigan, because that's certainly <laughs> where my crazy ones <laughs> took place. Well, the crazy thing, so it wasn't in Michigan. It was in Florida, where crazier things happen. Even crazy, exactly. yes, you're right. On the spectrum of crazy, that might be the far end. <laughs> I think so. Was it like a family reunion situation? What were you doing in Florida? My cousin, their wedding was the Saturday before Thanksgiving in Florida. So we were all kind of just down there. And I have like a few aunts. My parents have a house. There's a contingency of Florida relatives. What part of Florida, if you don't mind my asking? Because that does change things. Thanksgiving was in Boca Raton. The start of this story was in West Palm Beach. Okay, so you're down in Boca, as people from Boca would say. And <laughs> tell us what happens. Three days before Thanksgiving, my aunt runs into this guy while she's getting takeout named Mark Messier. NHL star. So she's in line, meets this guy. He says it's the first time in however many years that he can't be with family for Thanksgiving. And my aunt is generous and chatty and all the things. So she's like, well, you should come to my family's. And she just texts my dad his Wikipedia page and is like, look who I met. So stoked. <laughs> We're all excited. Kind of skeptical. Like, why would this guy really be wanting to come to our Thanksgiving so we go to Thanksgiving and there's like 15, 20 of us there and we're all kind of buzzing. Do we think he's going to show? Do we not? Background also is that my aunt's husband is a pilot and thought he wouldn't be able to come. So she thought she was going to be solo and probably told Mark Nessie that she was going to be solo. So we were like, is he coming for some action? Yeah. Right. While the cat's away, the two little mice will play. <laughs> <laughs> Ring on the doorbell. Mark shows up, has a case of wine, seems very gracious. We're sitting down outside and he just introduces himself to everyone like, Mark, call me mess. Mark, it's mess. Hi, I'm mess. Oh, wow. Chatty wow. starts telling stories about Wayne Gretzky, Gordy Howe. I don't know these players, but these are hockey players. Locker room stuff. The whole thing. Oh, oh wow. <laughs> like penis well, stories? Yeah, like who had a big penis? I don't remember any penis stories. Okay. okay. All right. He's keeping it clean. Okay. Yeah, keeping it pretty clean. There are kids around. And he's like lifting up the kids. He's oh. Oh, my God. life of the party. Wow. He got really comfortable. He later calls his family. But my spidey senses are tingling that this guy is like 5'8", five, 5'9", five, kind of pudgy. He's in this ratty NHL polo oh. shirt. Big no. ass ring on his hand. So I go to the other room, just Google search Mark Messier. Dude is 6'2", trim, <laughs> oh, no. has a wife and kids. No, no, This no. is not a that A place guy. to be on Thanksgiving. Has a home. <laughs> so this is an imposter. Oh, oh my Lord. <laughs> now just start thinking, who is this guy? What's his angle? By the way, it's shocking to me no one had familiarized with his image before he arrived. But whatever, I get it. I know the name. Once you find out, do you start whispering to people like, hey, P.S., this isn't Marc Messier? Yeah, I like pull my dad over and I was like, this is Marc Messier. That's not Marc Messier. And right. he's like, oh. So we like tell my cousin. No one's really big NHL, but we're big sports. And so he's like, this isn't him. He's like, oh, no, no doubt. This is not him. But he told his mom, yeah, we don't think this is him. And his mom's like, no, I Googled him. Mark Messier is real. Like, this is him. Yeah. You believe what you want to believe, <laughs> yeah. right? Now it's dinner time. Oh. We're sitting down for dinner. And I'd say it's 50-50 of who's in the loop. 
<laughs> not in the loop is my granddad who's giving him a signed copy of books. Like he's oh. just like <laughs> so beaming with pride. Uh, uh, <laughs> Gives uh, uh, a toast, uh, uh. says friends who become family. Like oh. we're so lucky to have you. Yeah, what an honor. Total honor. Mess then gives a speech and says, like, how blessed he is to be a part of us, how welcoming we are. You can't wait for Christmas. No. Oh, are the 10 people of the 20 who are in on it. You guys are what? Just stealing glances as he's making the speech. Like, how's no one laughing? Mm -hmm. I guess. I think just maybe food in the face. Just kind of disbelief. Yeah. And then he sort of like loses the persona a little bit as night goes on, because then he asked my cousin who manages a bar, like he's asking him for a job, Oh, sure. which probably Mark Nassio doesn't need a <laughs> retirement job. Offers my brother some joints, like tries to sell him some weed. Beautiful. Okay. I mean, I don't know what the real Mark Nassio likes. That's great if he does. And then, yeah, he just like waves goodbye, says, yeah, next time Christmas. Uh, and then, end of scene, I think the next day, one of my cousins told my aunt, but she's never addressed it with us. For her, Mark Messier still was a guest <laughs> on that fateful Thanksgiving in Boca. Happy Thanksgiving. He was part of her story. Wow. Man alive. I would love to interview him, obviously. I know. Was that his first attempt at this? Does he do it all the time? Does he pick other? I'm Pete Rose. He like assesses whether you know a lot about baseball. Yeah. Anyone who's bald shares the name Mark. Was his angle sex? Was he going to try to like trick us into money? Was he right. just lonely and then I feel sad? Or does he like actually think that he is <gasps> this man? Mm. Oh, well, the ring. That part's strange. I'm sure they make little cheap fake ones you can get online, Well, I right? know, but was he wearing it at the grocery store and that's what prompted the conversation? Like, does he wear that around in life? Good question. Is this his whole identity? I tried Googling after Marc Messier, Florida imposter. <laughs> Marc Messier lookalike. Does the real Marc Messier know that he has this happening? Wow. The only part of your analysis in detective work, which I just want to flag, you might want to consider not being so hard fast about. If that were me and I were at the store and I was by myself and I met your aunt and I said, yeah, I don't have any plans. My family's couldn't get a flight, blah, blah. I'm Dak Shepard, right? If I came to your house and one of your cousins ran a 7-Eleven, I would ask to work there. <laughs> so that part can be confusing because I want to be where the action is. So like, yeah, that might be an obvious thing. Like why would Dax Nuana get a job at 7-Eleven? But I actually would. So that's the only part. Mark Messi may in fact want to work at a dive bar for the experience. To continue on his life story. Yeah. That's right. To add flavor. I don't blame him. I hope he is. Lily, what a great yeah, story. This is great. A Mark Messier imposter. I can tell from the tenor of your voice that ultimately a positive experience, right? Like memorable, funny. Yeah, lives in infamy. There's a lot of drama in the family often. So this was like a comical relief. Oh, good. How many years ago? 2019. Wow. Oh, Pre-pandemic. We're not out of the woods entirely. Like he could have cased the house. <gasps> he probably <laughs> still has my aunt's number. There could be something going on. <gasps> what if she's dating Mark Messier? By the way, that Imposter. is a very funny thing. Like I do think someone would be eight times as likely to carry on an affair with someone they thought was a famous NHL. Uh, yes. For no reason other than that. Yeah. 
Who knows what their relationship is? I can follow up. I would love it. <laughs> Lily, what a great story. Thank you so much yeah. for sharing that. That is hysterical. Mark Messier. Thanks, guys. All right. Bye, Lily. Bye. Nice meeting you. Bye. Good to meet you. While she was talking, it occurred to me, I have a fun Thanksgiving story. Oh, cool. I used to go all the time to Sebring, Florida, which is in the middle of nowhere. No disrespect to Sebring, but it's like mid-state south of Orlando a couple hours. And Dave Barton's parents lived in Sebring. And so it was a grandparents, you know, <laughs> retired affair. Yeah. And I would get kind of bored. I was 16. My mom would rent a car. So I'd ask if I could go to the store to get cigarettes or whatever. And then I would just go exploring Sebring. Okay. So I was in this rental car and I want to do a little off-roading in it because it's a rental. So I find myself turning into orange groves, which are pretty sandy. And I'm kind of just like flying down these sandy oh, dirt my. roads in the orange grove and I'm using the emergency brake and I'm really just entertaining myself. And okay. I'm kind of hot rodding the rental car all by myself. And you weren't worried there was a kid in there like picking oranges? God, no. These were enormous orange groves. Okay. Uh, yeah, it did not look like I'd see anyone. So this is on Thanksgiving day. This is like later in the day. We'd already had our meal. And I was fucking around in an orange grove in this rented Chevrolet Corsica. And I got stuck. I buried it in sand because they're real sandy, oh. those orange groves. And I'm out of the car and I'm like, oh my God, now what? There's no cell phones. Yeah. I'm very far into this orange grove. I'm going to have to walk out, find a pay phone, the whole nine yards. Now admit to my mom, I've been driving the rental car oh. in the sand. Right, right, right. All this is happening. I start walking away from the car to go to the road. And a little geo tracker, like a little four-wheel drive thing, is coming through the orange grove. Person stops. What are you doing out here? I go, trying to have fun. I was driving around. On your property, I'm sorry, but I got the car stuck. And the guy was nice enough. And he had a name for it. I wish I remembered what the name was. But he's like, oh, we could probably get that out with the shark or something. He gave it okay. a name. And I go, oh, you have something that could pull me out? He's like, yeah, yeah, yep. And so he's like, I'll hop in. So I hop in with the guy and he takes me to the house of the people who own the Orange Grove. <laughs> I'm getting a little like nervous. Children of the corn. It just feels no, a little bit like, what Children am I going to run into? Mm -hmm. Pull up and there is a lovely family having their Thanksgiving dinner. Mm. They've got their extended family there. He tells them, this idiot, you know, I'm a teenager. He got stuck out in the thing. They're all oh, come in, grab a roll, grab a thing. They're so hospitable. Have a couple snacks before they ready up the shark. Uh -huh. Go outside. They have this insane, it's almost a monster truck. It's a huge four-wheel drive contraption uh -huh. with three rows of seating and no roof. Okay. It's what this family cruises through their orange grove in. Cool. And the engine's hanging out. It looks like something from Mad Max. They drove out. We hooked up my Corsica to this big contraption. And then they pulled me out of the sand and then I drove on, I waved and thank you so much. But I spent probably an hour and a half with this family wow. on their Thanksgiving and then got to ride in this crazy contraption. And this is why you should go fuck around. Can I be honest? Yeah. I thought you were making this whole thing up to try to say roll tide. <laughs> and then you the... did say roll. I did? Yeah, because yeah, you said they roll. served you roll. Oh, dinner roll. And I was like, here it is. Oh, you did have a queer look <laughs> on your face. I couldn't quite pinpoint. I'm like, what does she think? <laughs> But you were disinterested in the way you would be disinterested in a fake story or a dream right. or a pretend like, friend. Just get to the funny yes. part where you say roll tide. No, now you got to go replay that entire thing I just told you. No, that's a dead, <laughs> sincere, serious story. <laughs> 
And it was very unique. And maybe it was my most unique Thanksgiving experience. Yeah, that is unique. They were very gracious. I picture most people who own a farm and some knuckleheads fucking out there hot rodding around and get stuck. They're mad. Yeah, you'd be mad. They were super cool. Maybe it was the spirit of the day. Maybe it was that I was 16. All right, here comes Emily. Hi. Hello. Where are you at, Emily? I live in Michigan. Wow. Ding, ding, ding. So this Thanksgiving story you have for us, Emily, did it take place in Michigan? It did, yep. (gasps) It did. Please tell us. Walk us through. Okay. I was 16 or 17, and my brother was 12 or 13. And something that's important to know is that my brother is disabled and legally blind. He has limited sight, but he has very limited peripheral vision and then no depth perception. So that's kind of important to the story. And then the other important information to the story is that my aunt and uncle live on a lake. And they have the house that all the people go to for family gatherings. So Thanksgiving morning, fresh snow had just fallen overnight. We had about four to six inches. And my aunt and uncle had just gotten a brand new snowmobile. And so we were so excited to use it for the first time. So we had finished eating dinner and we were taking turns using the snowmobile. And I was actually waiting to use my turn. I was getting ready. My brother and my uncle were out on the snowmobile, up and down the shoreline, up and down the hills, around the lake basin. And we had noticed that my uncle was letting my brother drive your brother who has limited eyesight correct they're out in the open area it was a good thing that they weren't around trees because he would run into the trees because he runs into stuff it's a family joke it's not funny but you know when you're in the inside you're allowed to joke you're as allowed. much as you want you yeah know. you laugh or you cry right yeah. <laughs> so they're going down the hill and my brother's driving and my uncle's on the back and my brother goes straight at the lake and he just guns it oh and he goes straight out into the lake about 20, <gasps> 30 feet. And then the snowmobile just sort of steadily sinks to the no! bottom of the lake. Yeah. So we're all inside watching <laughs> oh this happen. God. Oh, 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 boy. So everybody runs outside. We're all yelling. My aunt calls 911. My dad and my cousin and her husband rice into the water to try to, to rescue everybody. My brother and my uncle are trying as best they can to stay afloat. Their snowmobile suits and helmets are just like soaking with water. And oh, it's like making them sink. Oh, my God. And my dad got my brother pretty easily because he's young and like lightweight. So he kind of floated to the top and my dad was able to pull him. But my uncle, who was in his late 50s, early 60s, he was having a really hard time staying above the water. And they were having to underwipe dive and push him up to keep him afloat. So by the time the fire department gets there, everyone's out of the water and they're warming up. No one has to go to the hospital. Everyone's safe and okay. And that's our family crazy Thanksgiving story. Oh, no. Oh, Oh my God. Okay. Just seeing it just drive into the lake. (laughs) Well, not even drive. Rocket. My grandma was older and she was like, they just drove that in the lake. And we're like, no, they didn't. And she's like, yeah, they did. And we like looked and you can see that they're going out into the water kind of slowly sinking. Oh. (laughs) Was there any ice cover or was it still just water? Totally open water. No ice. Okay, now this is something that might shock people about snowmobiles, but I urge everyone to go online and type this in. You can drive a snowmobile across the water. If you keep it pinned because of the skis up front and the tread in back, guys regularly do these contests where they'll cross a whole like crazily enough. They're almost lucky they sank as quickly as they did. I mean, they could, he could have really got them out into the center yeah. of the lake. Oh, we said that too. We were like, wow, we're really glad that it went down so fast because it could have been way worse. Wow. <laughs> Is your brother's disabilities limited to his eyesight? He has some like cerebral palsy, muscle okay. control things. When you started asking him, like, walk us through what happened, what's his name? Tyler. <laughs> Tyler. When you were like, Tyler, what happened? What went down? What was his take on the whole event? He 
was like, I don't know. I thought we were stopping. I don't know. And I wonder oh. if like maybe he grabbed the brake and he thought he hit the he thought, gas or yes. something. Yes. Especially if he skyrocketed. He was probably trying to slam on the brakes. Yeah, because the then... lake was approaching. He panicked. Yeah. And it's what we call whiskey throttle. Oh, it is. Yeah. I mean, most disappointingly, you didn't get your turn. <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't. True. And your sweet uncle. Oh. Here's a guy, your sweet uncle. He's like, you know what? We're not going to let any of these disabilities keep him from experiencing all the things every. Oh. You go ahead and drive. He's a sweetheart and he loses his brand new snowmobile. And almost dies. <laughs> yeah. And that was when we learned we don't let Tyler drive motorized vehicles. Yeah. Yeah. I that's think. just one of the few things we're not going to let Tyler do. Oh my God. There was a neighbor on the lake that worked for the fire department and they pulled the snowmobile out of 20 feet of water and muck. And my uncle restored it and resold it. Get oh, out of here. Okay. He salvaged it. Yep. Oh, that's incredible. Thanksgiving miracle. Now, second question, and I doubt you were privy to this, but when the rescue arrives, someone's got to report to them what happened. And your uncle's got to go, well, I put Tyler up here. I let him drive. <laughs> it was a neighbor, so I mean, they like, knew the family. I have a weird question because I don't know about vehicles. Is a snowmobile, there's no top, right? It's like a motorcycle in that you're sitting okay. on a long seat, okay. but it's a long, wide seat. Okay. You sit on it like you sit on a chair more than you're straddling it. You are straddling it. You know a wave runner? How you would ride a wave runner? No. Okay. It's similar to that, but it's long and you can get a couple people on it. I guess my question is... And then there's a little is... windshield, there's handlebars, and then there's skis out front, and then below you is this long 30-inch track of rubber that's spinning okay. around. Then I guess my question is, would this have been bad or good? If your uncle was like, ah, fuck, and jumped, jumped off. off. Okay. Is that good or bad? It's one of two bad choices that could have been made. Go down with the ship or ditch the 12-year-old. Right. Right. The 12-year-old disabled person. <laughs> yeah. But then I guess it's like if it's the 12-year-old disabled person, but then you know immediately to go rescue. Yeah. I think right? you're, you're going to go like, I got to stay with him first and foremost yeah. so that I can help. Not registering. You're probably the one that he's he going to have to yeah, help. Yeah, exactly. Yes. This is a Sam Harris hypothetical paradox. This is if you're a man and someone comes in and takes your whole family hostage, you're actually supposed to run immediately away from the house. It sounds like it's the least protective thing to do, but it gives your family the best chance of survival because yeah. the invader knows, wow, someone's about to go get police. So it puts a time clock on as opposed to you stay there and join them and being handcuffed. But it feels cowardly. Right. But actually, it's smart. And I wouldn't do it. I'd rather die. <laughs> oh, my God. Than run you'd away rather, from my You'd family. rather everyone die. Everyone die and protect <laughs> my fragile ego. <laughs> wow. Oh, all right. Emily, incredible. Has there been a Thanksgiving at that house since? Oh, yeah. It's still the family gathering place. By the way, I want to hang with your uncle. He's got the sweet lake house with a fucking snowmobile. Yeah, he's a cool dude. And so it didn't ruin future snowmobiling, did it? Yeah, we don't have a snowmobile anymore. We have a golf cart now. Equally dangerous yeah, under the wrong. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, but we don't let Tyler drive it. Okay. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Emily, great story. Thank you so much for sharing it with us. Yeah. Nice meeting you. Thank you so much. All right. Bye. Take care. Yeah, you too. Short and sweet. I would have jumped off. You would have. No, I don't know. Well, if he's just gonna fall off, he could have grabbed the little kid and just like that's what I like, just off. like kind of mm. grab and jump. But he wanted yeah, to jerk he didn't, and jump. He didn't want to fuck up that snowmobile either. 
I thought the story was going to go that he was trying to prevent the snowmobile from sinking. Because that's something guys do all the time. You All of a sudden you're like, oh, my machine. And you totally stop thinking about. That's scary and all that weighted gear. Every single motorcyclist who gets in an accident, almost across the board, the first thing they do is look to see how fucked up the motorcycle is. Before they even survey what's happened to them. Oh, shit, what happened to my motorcycle? Wow, wow, wow. It's a weird compulsion. We are supported by BetterHelp. Listen, I understand that sometimes you want to keep things to yourself, process your emotions in your own time. But if you keep everything bottled up, it can have some serious consequences. I have therapy on Saturday. I'm really looking forward to it. I had therapy this morning. Yeah, you did. Yeah, and it put me in the greatest mood. We had a long, big day, and I just felt much better for having you were some... not to out you. You were a little grumpy going in. I was. I was. I was to be Rob specific. and I received some texts. Yeah, I was morning. locked out of my therapy setting, which is this attic. <laughs> but then you felt much better after. I felt much better, and I even made some apologies. Um, talking things out can be so helpful, and if you want a safe space for that conversation, I recommend therapy. Check out BetterHelp if you've been thinking of trying therapy. It's entirely online, convenient, and flexible. It's also easy to get started. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist. You can even switch therapists at any time for any reason for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash DAX today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash DAX. Okay, when did paying someone back become social media? What do you mean? Well, let's just say I'm a weirdo and I want to be messy and see what you're up to, like who you're hanging with. I can just stalk your pay app and find out what you're doing. I knew you did that. <laughs> no, I did not do that. I don't do that. I use Apple Cash. It's built into your iPhone, easy and secure. You can send and receive money right in messages and keep it between friends and then use that money any place Apple Pay is accepted. Did you just pay me a dollar on Apple Cash? Monica, please keep it in the chat. Services are provided by Green Dot Bank. Member FDIC. Terms apply. We are supported by Sleep Number. Oh, mattresses can be a pretty big purchase. It's kind of like a home. You and your partner have to shop around for one that you'll both love, that's comfortable and suited to your preferences. Well, I'm about to make your lives a whole lot easier. Instead of hopping around from store to store, just check out Sleep Number Smart Beds. They're designed for you and your partner's ever-evolving sleep needs. When you see it, you'll know it's the one. I mean, this just changed the lives of my bride and I. The fact that we didn't have to compromise on the firmness of the mattress and the fact that it can evolve as we evolve is incredible. Sleep Number is great because it's all about what you need. You can adjust the firmness to your ideal settings on each side, perfect for couples. The smart beds respond and adjust to your movements throughout the night to help you sleep better. My Sleep Number is an 85. Whether you need something with more support or something to help quiet the snores, Sleep Number has you covered. So sleep better together with a Sleep Number smart bed. It's the only bed that lets you make each side firmer or softer whenever you like your Sleep Number setting. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Hello? Hi. What's this cute little piece of driftwood behind you? Oh, it's just a shelf. Oh, okay. Is there a little photo on top? There's a little framed photo of my sister. Wonderful. Older or younger? 
She's seven years younger than I am, but she's the one who sent me this prompt and said, you have to call him. Oh, really? Oh, great. Ding, ding, ding. Ruth, please tell us what happened during your crazy Thanksgiving dinner. All right. I was 18. I was a senior in high school. Not to expose your age, but how long are we talking ago? I'm 39 now. So 21 years ago. I've had some time to mull it over. Yeah. Okay, great. So this is 2001 Thanksgiving. Yes. We started dating in October and it was my first boyfriend. So I was jazzed. Yeah, to get invited to Thanksgiving dinner. That's huge. I know, a month later. So I was super excited, but super nervous. We ended up leaving for Thanksgiving around like noon. I am not a big breakfast eater, so I didn't eat before we left. Also tactically a good idea to save your appetite for the big event. Yes, I never eat breakfast on Thanksgiving. No. Right. Can I ask what state this happened in really quick? Wisconsin. Perfect, wonderful place to have Thanksgiving. So at our Thanksgivings, the Midwestern Norwegian Thanksgivings, we have food out all day. We're just kind of grazing. We eat one meal. We take a nap. We eat another meal. Yes. Mm -hmm. So we get there. We're sitting around. There's no snacks out. I was very, very shy. So I was too scared to ask for food. Oh. And I was getting very, very hungry. Blood sugar is dropping. Yes. So we're just kind of sitting there a couple hours into it. I started to feel sick. I get up, I go into the bathroom and I'm looking at myself in the mirror and I'm doing that back and forth sway when you're about to pass out. And I started to like lose my vision. So the next thing I know, I'm back out in the living room, laying down on the carpet, face up, and there's like blood coming into my eyes. No. Oh. And not only that, his uncle, I believe it was, is coming in hot for CPR. Oh, he can't wait to get in there. Assist you breathe. Yeah, it's never an ant, is it? (laughs) I know. The uncle that's like a little too old. Yes. (laughs) Did he have a mustache? I don't even remember what he looks like. Just picture a big old male mustache coming towards your face. Also seeing blood come in your eyes. Uh, Yeah, right. So I caught him right before he made contact. Mike, Mike, we don't know that she needs that yet, Mike. She needs it. She needs it. Uh, she's got to get some air into her quick. Stat. Well, not only that, they had already dialed 911. Let's oh, get her shirt shit. off. She's overheating. Let's get a head start. I know they're going to take her shirt off anyway. <laughs> Better cut the pants off while you're at it. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. So, apparently, I had walked out there and fainted, obviously, and landed on my face. So, I cut the bridge oh. of my nose. That's where the blood was coming from. Ooh. Yeah, I still have a little red mark up there. So, they had called 911 already. And I'm begging them, like, no. Oh, I just need some crackers, some orange juice. Just please feed me something. But they were just like, no, we got to get you to the hospital. My family was out of town, so I had no lifeline here. So we get to the ER. My ex and his dad come and they do all these tests like an EKG. They're like making sure I'm not dying. And I'm just the whole time like, no, just give me some carbs. You still haven't eaten. No. So they did. They gave me a couple snacks, some orange juice. And then they also gave me a shot for nausea. They send me on my merry way. And since my family was out of town, they didn't want to send me home alone. So I had to go back to the house where I had just fainted. And this was probably at like 8 p.m. or sometime. That's way too late to be eating Thanksgiving dinner. But they had waited. Oh, they waited. <laughs> Are you married to that guy? No. 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 <laughs> Turns out he was like his Uncle Mike a lot. Oh, no. Yeah. Cut your pants off. Yeah. Pants are choking her. <laughs> <laughs> I think her pants are caught in her throat. 
man. So yeah, all the foods in the oven with tin foil on it, just waiting, you know. We get back and it's this long table and I sit right in the middle against a wall. So I have like this little space to be in between. And I start like garfielding my food. I mean, I'm just throwing it in my mouth like (laughs) I've never eaten before. Just loving life. And then like five minutes into it, I started to get dizzy again. No. Oh, maybe Mike was right. (laughs) You know, and I'm just like, okay, this is okay. Oh, this is making me sweat. Wait, can I ask one quick question before we proceed? Do you at that point have any history of diabetes or hypoglycemia or any previous... No, I actually later got diagnosed with severe dehydration. Oh, oh my God. Oh my God. Oh my God. So anyway, I started to go in and out again. And my ex-boyfriend's mom is kind of looking at me and she's like, you're okay. You're okay. You know, oh my God. <laughs> she's oh. so scared. The next thing I know, I'm on the carpet again. No. I like shimmied my way out and fainted again at the head of the table. This time, instead of mouth to mouth one of the big gentlemen in the room came to pick me up and essentially probably put me to bed or something you know like, yeah, yeah, yeah. you're done and as he picked me up he like picked me up around my stomach oh gosh. and all the food i had just put no. into my gullet came out all over oh <laughs> two faintings in a fucking public vomit oh. not only was it a public vomit it got on people's plates oh, oh. Oh my, at their Thanksgiving uh, uh, that, dinner? That they waited nine hours to eat. You fucking ruined it. You did. You ruined it. So he like drags me to the bathroom. So there's this trail of vomit from the oh. table to the bathroom. <laughs> Just like by the time I get to the toilet, there's no vomit left. So at that point, they put me to bed. They just put you to bed. They put me to bed with a bucket and waited for my parents to get home. But here's the real fun kicker is I was still dating him next year and they invited me back. Oh, <laughs> oh they did. What forgiving God. people. And I respectfully declined. But wait, why did you faint again? Just because your body had nothing and then all of a sudden had so much. You know, it kind of started this few month long thing of fainting. I was fainting a bit after that and I got all sorts of tests done and then they were just like, oh, you're really dehydrated. Here's an IV and it fixed it. Wow. No kidding. I don't know why that wasn't the first route. Yeah. Maybe like Monica, you were not drinking water that you you couldn't stand water. But at the hospital, they should have given her an IV. Right. That is kind of the first thing they should do. Uncle Mike was probably like, her fluids are good. I checked her. (laughs) She needs to get those pants off. (laughs) Now, it sounds like the family across the board was super nice and gracious, but guaranteed on the second fainting, people are like, this bitch is on drugs. Like, why are we all acting like Peter isn't dating a drug addict? Oh, and I wouldn't have thought that. I was pretty innocent, so I don't think that ever crossed anyone's oh, mind. No, always this the is innocent so ones. <laughs> oh, you think all of us addicts look like monsters, gargoyles? <laughs> we can look nice. We can show up to Thanksgiving. Yeah, but you were never innocent. Maybe when you were one years old. I wasn't, but I've met old. a lot of innocent-looking addicts. Right. Some of them are adorable. <laughs> That's true. My brother was an addict and he was the most precious human in the world. Right? Oh, yeah. yeah. It doesn't, doesn't what do you discriminate. Call that? Discriminates yeah. the word. Yes. Well, Ruth, what an eventful tale. Thanks for sharing that. When did you break up with this boy? I feel like he earned a good long run. He did. And then I was a year older than him and went to college. There are other options. It happens. I mean, it got a good like two years out of me. So Hospital what are you, your run. best two years? Falling on Fainting. the floor. 
eating all the food, then throwing it all up. No regard for the amount of labor that had been put into it, how long everyone waited. I know. Every member of the family got to get their paws on you, though. You had one uncle mouth to mouth, and you had another uncle slinging you around with puke shooting out of your mouth. I mean, and anyone, and anyone not get a chance to manhandle Ruth? Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah, well, I never thought of a story that way, but thank you for putting that lens on it. There was a silver lining for everyone. Oh, boy. Oh, Ruth, what a great story. Yes. I'm so glad that your kid sister urged you to call us. Yep, I just started listening as well, and we die at the poop stories. Oh, oh wonderful. <laughs> I, to be honest, I 56% thought. It was a poop story. That you were going to end this whole terrible showing. It might as well, though, <laughs> at that point. There was a lot of fluids. It hadn't gotten opera. down yet. Yeah. 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 But it would have either way would have sure come out one Get way these fucking another. pants off her. She's ruined them. Okay. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Ruth, <All> right. <laughs> what a pleasure. Great meeting you, and thanks for that story. Yep, you too. Have a good one. All right, bye-bye. Oh, man. <laughs> that was so fun. That is fun. Also, my eyes part. are so bad. That picture looked like a dog. <laughs> I thought it was a dog too. Right. Her, her sister I, might be a dog. I thought it was a dog. Yeah. Her sister's a dog. Her sister's a dog. Hers can't talk because hers a dog. Just like that one guy who dated a, a cat. cat. Yeah. I can't believe the coming in for mouth, mouth to, to mouth. mouth. But I mean, if they thought she needed CPR. Maybe it was a doctor or a paramedic. Just, but A, we don't even do mouth to mouth. I mean, granted, this was 21 years ago, yeah. but it's recommended now you don't. You just do chest compressions. They've ruled out the mouth to mouth thing. No, you still blow in air. I learned it at SoulCycle a few years ago. I mean, I guess it was 10 years ago. He probably would have liked the chest as well. Are you supposed to give mouth-to-mouth during CPR? Question mark. As the evidence shows, bystander cardiopulmonary resuscitation is most effective when only chest compressions are used, which is why mouth-to-mouth is no longer recommended. Really? If you aren't trained and you see someone collapse... Check the area safe, push hard and fast, and call for emergency services. Push hard and fast? Oh, that good. doesn't that's, seem real. <laughs> well, that's a good recommendation for this all This is things. not a dot .org. Johns Hopkins, mouth-to-mouth not needed in some CPR cases. In that, some. That's 2011. This is the Red Cross. 30 chest compressions, hand position, two hands centered on the chest. Rate 100 to 120 per minute. Allow chest to return to normal position after each compression. Give two breaths. Well, that's a description of how to do CPR with mouth-to-mouth. That's all that was. No, that wasn't whether you should. No, I typed in how to do CPR. Yeah, so that was the conventional definition. This is the Red Cross. So this is Johns Hopkins, just to say. Mouth-to-mouth still is recommended in certain circumstances. It's very important to understand that the patients in the study were adults and that for most children who suffer cardiac arrest, such as near-drowning victims, we must do rescue breathing, says cardiologist. For people who are not well-trained or who are looking for a simple way to help save a life, chest compressions only, at least until the emergency care units can be life-saving even without rescue breathing. But it's saying sometimes you do have to, sometimes not. So if you do have to in some cases and the outcome is the same often for the other cases, you would just do it because you don't know in which case it's necessary and when it's not. Okay. Hello. Hello. Good afternoon. Hi, Travis. How are you? I'm doing well. How are you both? Good. You might be happy to hear this. Maybe you'll be upset. This is a popular headset you're wearing. You're not our first caller to have this exact same headset. It's nice. So I work for Amazon. So this is the headset that they give you day one. Oh, no cool. kidding. Where are you at in the world? I'm in Omaha, Nebraska. Okay. okay. Right smack dab in the middle. Smack dab. Okay. Tell us what happened. My wife and I are both from the Midwest. 
We do the Thanksgiving Christmas rotation. The story I'm telling you was Thanksgiving 2021 in Kansas City. Last year? Yeah, last year. Everybody's excited. We're getting together. It's going to be myself, my wife, and our kids, her brother and his family, her sister, her family, her mom and dad, and then Gammy. Okay. And so Gammy is my mother-in-law's mom. Okay. Okay. God okay. bless Gammy. She's still going strong. Yep. <laughs> yeah. So we've got nine adults and then we've got five kids. It's a little bit different this year because my sister-in-law and her husband had just bought their house. Our instructions are we're going to eat at 2.30. There's a debate on that. I don't care. I just like to know. Sure. You got <laughs> some plans to make. Yeah. We get there at like 10 a.m. It's unseasonably warm. It's an awesome day. What I didn't mention is they're vegetarians. The menu is great. We show up, we're prepared. They're vegetarians, so everyone's going to be vegetarians? Or they're vegetarians, so if you want turkey, bring a turkey and make it. They're vegetarians, so everyone's going to be vegetarians, except at 1 o'clock, a turkey and a ham are coming up the stairwell that my father-in-law is carrying. Okay. So okay. I still don't know who made the executive decision that we're going to bring these in, but they show up. They're uncooked. It's 1 o'clock. We're supposed to eat at 2.30. Not going to uh -oh. work. Yeah. At about three, we're all out on the sun porch. So we've got the folding table up, the long one. We've got the kids' table as well. Tablecloth. My sister in law is sitting there cutting the fake plants to do the centerpiece. There's candles on the table. Oh. Candles are six inches tall. The piece that actually holds the candle is an inch. The candles themselves are about 10 to 12 inches. All of the kids are head high with that table. I say, hey, I know you want your picture. She's hosting for Thanksgiving. But like, let's not have those candles going while everybody's kind of in this room. A card table is made, again, the base is cardboard compressed. It's a <laughs> tinderbox. Yeah, not only that, but there's carpet. And so you have folding chairs <laughs> on that. So like, it's functional, but with live fire, you're opening yourself up to some stuff. I was in the wrong for asking that question. We're going to have candles. <laughs> Fast forward, we're now at about 4.30. Everybody is served. I'm last to go, not because I'm nice. It just kind of logistically happened that way. <laughs> I'm in the kitchen. I'm looking to my left through the double doors out to the sunroom. I can see Gammy. I can see my father-in-law. And I can see my wife. Gammy forgot something on her plate. She does the half stand. Remember, carpet, folding chairs. You don't scoot. You have to pick and move. She puts her perm into the candle and it goes, oh, no. No. <gasps> Three inches of flames off of her no. head. My wife says, Gammy, Gammy, your hair's on fire. Oh. Father-in-law starts to one-two punch the fire out. Batting at her head. Right. Gammy goes to, like, move her right leg back to stable herself. Her femur, like, dissolves. Oh, oh my God. No. She goes no. all the way down. Leg is a spaghetti. Chaos no. No. ensues. Yeah. 911 is called. Police, firefighters, and EMTs, all in their respective vehicles, pull up to the house. Neighbors are out. Come in, moving furniture, right? My niece is two at the time. She did not move the whole time during dinner. She continued to eat her plate. She actually got up and asked her mom for seconds. Like, as they're loading Gammy onto the stretcher, I'm not sure what she's going to grow up to be, but she's super calm and collected. I hope an air traffic controller, like someone who's very calm under fire. Exactly. And then now my daughter, anytime we see, 
lights and sirens, it is, there goes gaming. Oh, boy. Oh, my gosh. Oh, God. When the father-in-law was hitting... Batting around (laughs) gaming. Did it get the fire off of her? It worked. Okay. The problem is the smell from, like, smoldering hair. So nobody really ate dinner that night. The whole house stunk. Right, but now your father-in-law is batting Gammy. That's his mother-in-law. Yes, correct. So you start off batting, you know, and you put this fire out. You take a couple axes. Well, you maybe make sure it's really out because you got a few decades of pent-up whatever. He put the fire out quickly, so I'll let you decide. He <laughs> <laughs> extinguished it in seconds. Wait, oh, oh poor no, Gammy. Gammy. Did she scream or was it not even that painful? There were these weird moans. Oh. Like, which is worse than screaming. She is fully recovered, so we can oh, laugh cool. about it now. Okay, now the sister. Daughter-in-law, which did, you did make she take on crow? a lot of guilt about the candles? This kind of makes me come off not the nicest, but right after it happened, I said, I hate being right. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> she was graceful, but she wasn't happy. Like, it wasn't a good day. You can't redo number one hosting on Thanksgiving. Yeah. Oh. oh, wow. I hate being right is pretty Machiavellian. <laughs> it's almost like a Trump thing where you'd go like, I'd never say she's an ugly piece of shit, but some people would. I wish I could have it back, but I wanted to be honest with you in my response. <laughs> Thank you. We appreciate that. Yeah. No, Travis, I think it's admirable to out yourself for having to have that because you could have just looked at her once and she would have known damn well what you meant. <laughs> I think she knew it was coming, too. Yeah, of course. Of course. Wow. I feel bad for her. Because, you know, I've had some lofty goals, and they've gone sideways on me. And other people, they pointed it out. (laughs) It was probably an 80% chance Gammy doesn't catch fire at this event, you know? Much higher percentage that Gammy doesn't go up in flames. Right, sure. It's not like a above 50% you light candles your grandma's going to catch on fire. I thought definitely was going to be a kid. You'd rather see Gammy. Well, I don't want to talk. I don't want to pick Gammy or kids, but she has lived a long life. Oh, Travis, you're a great storyteller. Thank you. This is really fun. Here, I don't know if you can see this. I went through the archives to grab the picture. Oh, oh, those are quite high off the ground. You don't see the candle holders. Yeah, yeah. They're elegant, though. I got to say, oh, there's candles everywhere. (laughs) There's too many candles. (laughs) Yeah, it looks like the menorah, maybe you guys are celebrating Hanukkah or something. Well, God bless her. She's trying to do the best by her family. She's got them on a vegetarian diet. She's trying to make the place look pretty. You got to applaud the efforts. Oh, it was wonderful, except for that one small slip up. Just that (laughs) one moment. Oh, well, Travis, thank you so much for that story. Please send Gammy our well wishes. I will. And I am going to implore Kristen when she reaches grandma age to go by Gammy. It's so cute. cute. The fact that you looked over and you saw Gammy was on fire. What you're picturing is spot on for Gammy. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Well, Travis, this has been an absolute pleasure. I hope you guys have a less eventful Thanksgiving this year. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you. All right. Thank you. Bye. Take care. All right. Well, it's rare that I burst in with two stories, but again, just to remind people of the eventful Pee-Pee Gets a Carcass story. From your point of view, do you remember it? I guess I don't remember it with as much color as you do. We had a lot of dogs at that Thanksgiving. We always do. We went to the Richardsons. There was Pippi, who goes by Pippi, who's a big shepherd. Gorgeous German shepherd. Very bright. Lets herself in and out of doors. Yes, really smart. Even crazier. 
used to open the door for Coco, the dog yeah. who passed. Yeah. If Coco would start barking, Eric and or Molly would be upstairs like, oh, fuck, I got to go downstairs and open the door for Coco. And all of a sudden they'd hear the door open. Yes. And Pee would let Coco out. She's very smart. And then there was Coco, who was an old. She was passing at the feast. Currently. Yeah. Yeah. What kind of dog do you say? Cavaliers? Is that what they're called? King Charles. King Charles. Yes. Yes. She just laid splayed out on the floor most of the time. And then we had Lola, also RIP. She died. She also died at the Richardson's. That's another story. Anyway, <laughs> she was there, also extremely old and blind. Then there was Barb. And to be honest, hold on. That the okay. Right? No, Barb was gone by then. Are you sure? Yeah. Okay. But <laughs> the Lola aspect is relevant because if you recall, what I was fearful of is so there was all this yummy turkey smell in the air. They were losing their mind. They were. Understandably, yeah. it's too many Kinda good like smells. Kind of like Travis. Not unlike Travis. Yeah. So Charlie's deep frying turkeys. They're coming out. They're hot. They're smelly. When I first saw Pee with the carcass in her mouth, she was crossing in the background. We were on the deck and she exited the house to go take the bird to her own little area. Yeah. So she wouldn't be interrupted. Yeah. And I thought for half a second she had Lola. Right. That yeah. was I the I thought she got joke. so hungry. Yeah. That she snatched up Lola, like, well, I got to have a meal of my own. I didn't know if we thought it was Lola or Coco or Barb. I thought it was Lola because it, be it was the size Barb. of a turkey. Right. Anyways, when we were all outside saying our thanks, which was a lovely affair. Was that last year or the year before? It was two years two ago. Two years last ago, year yeah, yeah. Last year was here? Mm -hmm. Lily made us exchange names. Someone wrote a poem for somebody. <laughs> somebody did an origami. Right, right. There was a talent portion. Yeah. <laughs> Anywho, in the middle of our heartfelt thanks, Pee-Pee just made her way out the sliding glass door <laughs> with the entire turkey in her mouth. Yep. And she absconded out into the woods. That's right. God bless her. That was a memorable, fun thing. <laughs> See, I don't remember last year's Thanksgiving all that much because no one got a carcass. Oh, right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it kind of ruins it when you don't have a carcass. Anyways, I want to meet Gammy. I guess that's my <laughs> takeaway from this whole episode is I'd love to meet Gammy. What a spirit she has. I'm impressed she bounced back. I mean, mm -hmm. good for her. There's some terribly high percentage of people who break a hip will be dead in a year. Oh, God, it's not been a year yet. Well, that's my point is femur is even more significant than a hip, I well, think. I mean, I mean, it's the I, biggest bone in your body. I hope we didn't jinx her. Well, actually, she sounds like she's doing great. Okay. Let's not. Just knock on wood. Oh, good. That was you knocking? Yeah, yeah, okay, yeah. I thought someone was at the door. You want to do a little knocking? Yeah, you love to I knock do. on wood. This episode is dedicated to Gammy and her wonderful recovery. Happy Thanksgiving. Happy Thanksgiving. Do you want to sing a tune or something? We don't have a theme song. So here I go, go, go We're gonna ask some random questions And with the help of our cherries We'll get some suggestions <laughs> On the fly rhyme dish On the fly rhyme dish Enjoy